Hello, and welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. This is the eighth episode of our Take a Shot series, where we discuss some of the day's most burning music topics. Today, we are revisiting smash hit summer songs from previous years, as well as placing our bets as to who will take the title of this year's song of the summer. So let's get into it. Okay, so uh, I'm recording this episode on uh, early on a Saturday morning, so I will not be drinking because that's not responsible of me. But I will say that it is very tempting to go outside and make an Aperol spritz or something because the sun is shining. It is hot. We uh, just began our first week of August and uh, I live in Toronto, Canada, so it is hot as hell here. Um, And it got me thinking after spending all this time uh, outside and sweating um, how uh, this summer's music scene is going to play out. I feel like there's always this reputation about having a song of the summer. I feel like some years songs of the summer are better than others. They stick with me in my mind. They have that longevity piece. Um, And I'm curious about what that's going to look like for this year, because I feel like we have some pretty fine contenders in the mix. But before we talk about what's going to happen um, for the balance of the summer in 2022, I thought it would be fun to revisit some of the uh, major hits that uh, occurred in previous summers, as well as talk a little bit about what makes a great summer song. Like why would something become the song of the summer? What are those factors that play into it and then we'll talk about some of um, these uh, artists and songs vying for the top spot this year so I'm going to take you guys down a trip uh, down memory lane I guess I should say this was actually really fun for me to go back and research because um, it definitely got me grooving very early in the morning as I replayed a lot of these songs to kind of put myself in the summertime mood um, I went back as a, as late as 2004 and uh, before anybody comes for me about that I know that that was you know 18 years ago and there's definitely songs of the summer that go way, way, way back. Um, But I feel like uh, when I saw this song, which uh, was deemed the song of the summer after topping the Billboard Hot 100 for 12 weeks, I was like, okay, this was like a turning point in my own musical journey where I feel like I started watching, you know, um, music videos, the countdowns on much music every week. I was watching much on demand. Uh, I was singing this along uh, with like my brothers in the the car, which is probably not a good idea when you hear the title of the song. Um, But but uh, it was just like the first the first summer song I feel like I can remember. And that song was Yeah by Usher featuring Ludacris and Lil Jon. Again, like I said, it's been 12 weeks in the top spot on the Hot Billboard 100. And for good reason. <laughs> this song is so catchy. And listening to it this morning, I was literally like, no, like this song has the staying power. Usher definitely has the staying power. I also love how super recently um, NPR did the Tiny Desk concert with Usher. And oh my God, it, it might have been one of my favorite Tiny Desk concerts of all time. And there have been some good ones. I'm a big fan of Matty Healy from the 1975, Hozier, Mac Miller. Um, I think uh, there was another one that I can't remember. Oh, Anderson Pack has an amazing one. But Usher is definitely moving his way into the top spot for me. Like, And seeing all over you know, TikTok the watch this trend with the with the double kind of peace signs over the eyes. Like, I I felt his, his voice um, is still just as amazing as ever. He looks incredible. He still has that star um, career charisma that he brings to every performance so going back and seeing that this was the song of the summer in 2004 was really exciting and again for good reason it's a song that just makes you want to get up and dance everybody knows the words to this I think everyone born in the 90s knows the words to this song so that was the song in the summer in 2004 if I fast forward a few years the next one that really stuck out to me was Umbrella by Rihanna and Jay-Z which stayed at the top of the charts for seven weeks over that summer of 2007 again very iconic I feel like um, my friend 
friend Indrita joined me on a pod when we talked about uh, Rihanna's album. What was it called? Oh my gosh. Anti. It's called Anti. So we talked about Rihanna's album, Auntie, and uh, we went back to when we first kind of remember listening to Rihanna. And this song was definitely one of my early favorites of hers. You know, she was still fairly young in her career, but it was such a smash. I believe it went on to win a Grammy for her and Jay-Z as well. And the video was so iconic. It was just masterfully done from a style perspective, from a cinematography perspective, special effects. It was just one of those things where like watching it uh, for me as like a young female, I was like, I was, you know, like 12, 13 at the time. I was just like, this is what I, this is who I want to be. I want to be this kind of um, musical artist when I grow up. She was just so um, gorgeous, but also talented. She did some dancing in it. It was just, yeah, it was truly wonderful. The next one that I kind of wanted to talk about, which I think for me was song that was a song that was definitely overplayed in 2009 and that was I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas which spent 14 weeks at the top of the Hot 100 um I believe it that it spent you know over three months at the uh at at the top of that chart but I really did not like this song I think I maybe liked it the first two times I heard it and then we heard it at nauseam it was everywhere it was in grocery stores it was on the radio I remember dancing to it in one of my dance recitals that year I just felt like it was everywhere and I've always I don't know if I'm much of a grammar nerd but I've always hated how they spelled the title of the song I gotta like g-o-t-t-a feeling like that's that's not I've got a feeling that's like I gotta go like it doesn't it doesn't make sense and I've always felt that was a really dumb way to spell it no disrespect to the Black Eyed Peas um but definitely not one of my favorite summer songs but has to be on the list because I think uh everyone has like that same reaction when you bring up like uh the Rick Roll thing the never gonna give you up they're like oh this again so okay we we, we've talked about it we're moving on the next one that I wanted to talk about was California Girls by Katy Perry featuring Snoop Dogg which spent six weeks at the top of the chart and this came out in 2010 I think very deserving of the song of the summer I mean singing about a place like California is a very easy way to kind of um, take people like me who uh, you know live in a, a city live in a country that experiences changing weather and freezing cold winters so hearing a song about a place like California which is always warm and always feels like summer is a really good way to kind of put everybody in that mindset um, I also felt like it was a you know a cool way to incorporate Snoop Dogg I do truly feel like this was when Katy Perry arrived and kind of her pop status um you know she became super big around the time that that this happened she started doing world tours things like that another song that i didn't really care for but uh, again one that um we have heard probably way too much of and no disrespect to anybody who really likes this song but in 2011 we were graced by um lmfao featuring lauren bennett and goon rock and their song party rock anthem which as soon as i heard it again this morning i was like yeah this is it's too much i i don't think i can hear this again Get this, it spent 68 weeks on the Hot 100. I don't understand. That's over a year. A song by LMFAO. Who, what happened to them? Does anybody know? Does anyone know any other? Can you name one other LMFAO song? Because I can't. But the fact that they were at the top of the charts for over a year, I'm like, I can't not include them in this list. But Jesus Christ, if I hear that song one more time, I may just lose it. 2012 was a fun one. Uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen was <laughs> everywhere. I also remember, I think, hearing this for the first time uh, on Much Music, watching music videos. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen, she's a Canadian artist. I, I, you know, I think she's super fun. Her, like, she's got some crazy fun bops and really catchy tunes um but yeah it's one of those songs too where I'm like I don't know if I could hear it again now that being said I have heard some interesting covers I think someone mashed up um 
no, they mashed up. Uh, oh my God. What's that band? Not corn. Um, Oh my God, people are going to hate me that I even said that this was corn. Nine Inch Nails. I don't know why I was thinking it was corn. They mashed up Head Like a Hole by Nine Inch Nails with Call Me Maybe, and it's actually pretty good. And then, you know, bands like Boyce Avenue, who have made a career out of doing covers on YouTube, they did a cover of it, which is pretty good. So I'm like, at least people took it and tried to make it their own, but it's a massive song. And I feel like even if it was played now in the dead of summer in 2022, 10 years later, I'd still sing along to it. I know all the words, and I know you guys know all the words too. 2013 was a little bit of controversy um this is when blurred lines came out by uh, robin thick and that spent 12 weeks at the top of the charts and obviously a very problematic song when you sit back and read the lyrics or even just listen to it you know a second or third time you're like hmm i think that this goes against everything that consent uh is supposed to mean and so it's got a lot of issues and uh, i read today too that they actually got sued by marvin gay's estate um which was news to me but also i'm kind of like karma is this just karma for robin thick and for him bringing this really kind of weird and inappropriate and frankly quite offensive song into the world probably so i'm gonna go with that i am gonna skip ahead a few more years and touch on uh, despacito by louise fonzie daddy yankee and Justin Bieber, which is kind of like the remix of uh, Luis Fonzi's song, Despacito. But um, I remember hearing this song everywhere. This was around the time that I just moved to Toronto. And I have a very vivid memory of going to Beer Fest um, at Fort York here and uh, hearing this song being played by the DJ. And everyone was just dancing. Everyone knew the words. Even if you can't speak Spanish, I definitely can't speak Spanish. Um, but you were doing your best to kind of sing along to the Spanish parts as well as the English parts. And uh, it was a great, like outdoor cottage kind of jam um i i do actually truly love this song and i will continue to listen to it it was on the top of the charts from the entire summer so from the end of may to the end of september this song held the top spot and i think it does deserve that status in 2018 we were graced by uh, good old drake for 10 weeks uh when in my feelings topped the billboard 100 which is the you know kiki do you love me that was like the big song and i remember a lot of people posting uh this was obviously before tiktok and stuff or at least I, I think it was but even people posting like videos of them dancing on instagram for some reason i have this very like weird memory of seeing the the fab five from queer eye like dance to in my feelings by drake on instagram I, I don't know why i don't know what the context of that situation was but that kiki do you love me i think became pretty iconic and sidebar um because my name is kiara i grew up with the nickname kiki friends my parents especially they still call me kiki so when this song came out i had a lot of people texting me being like oh my god have you heard it and i'm like yep yep you can't really escape it it's fucking everywhere um in 2019 this is an interesting one too 2019 is when we were introduced to lil nas x uh and he released the song old town road featuring billy ray cyrus spent 19 weeks at the top spot and what i found was really interesting was this song hit diamond selling status faster than any song in history which is wild i believe it won lil nas x a grammy i can't remember for sure but it definitely brought um billy ray cyrus kind of back to the forefront even for you know those 19 weeks that it was uh, the top of the charts um but what a cool way to kind of come into the music scene you know like lil nas x was fairly unknown before this song came out and he truly had one of the biggest songs in history, which is just wild for me to think about. And I think Lil Nas X is so talented. His latest album, Montero, is just amazing. So I'd highly recommend you check it out if you haven't done so already. And then uh, the last song that I wanted to touch on was uh, 2020. So when the pandemic first hit and we spent that you know, first summer, the song that um, really hit the top of the charts was the Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. And uh, I think everyone was on TikTok at that time watching everyone kind of 
make videos to dance to interpret sing this this song and uh, this remix with Beyonce I mean like of course come on you can't beat it um, it actually segues quite nicely into possibly talking about the contenders for this year because what kind of got me thinking about summer songs in general as I was listening to Beyonce's new record Renaissance which just came out I, I want to say last week or a couple weeks ago um and she has a song on there called Summer Renaissance. And for me, seeing the song Summer in the title, I'm kind of like, that's an easy bid for Song of the Summer, right? I mean, you're automatically telling people, like, we are thinking about summer, listening to this song. Um, and, you know, I, I see the same thing with, uh, I remember, like, New Kids on the Block. They have a song called Summertime. Calvin Harris is another big one. His song Summer, I remember being pretty huge. Summertime Sadness. Feels Like Summer by Childish Gambino. Summer of Love, Shawn Mendes. Summer Paradise by Simple Plan featuring Sean Paul. Like, the the list can truly go on and on. So I was trying to think about like, has there been a summer song this year? And I've missed it. We've definitely had massive hits. And so I took a peek at the Billboard Hot 100 today. And as of today, these are some of the songs that are filling in, you know, the top 10. Um, I didn't touch on every song, but I'm kind of going on the ones that I felt like had the most global impact so far. Um, About Damn Time by Lizzo is currently number one. Uh, we've also got As It Was by Harry Styles, Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush, which we just discussed in our last episode, First Class by Jack Harlow, and of course, course, Break My Soul by the Queen Bee herself, Beyonce. And as I kind of look at this list, I'm like, do these songs have what it takes to be the song of the summer? Like for me, I think what makes a really good summer song, I think there's like a couple different factors. Obviously the song has to be, you know, a radio hit or popular or viral as we're kind of saying these days, but those things are also kind of a I don't want to call them a prerequisite because it's just kind of what gets it out to the masses. And naturally, if you're a bigger pop star like Beyonce or like Lizzo or like Harry Styles, you're generally going to have that mass appeal. Um, I've been listening to a uh, an alt duo called Dwellers, spelt without any of the, the vowels. And for me, they've actually been putting out a lot of great, you know, summertime kind of groovy tracks, but they're not going to have the same mass appeal that uh, the Lizzo's and the Harry Styles and the Beyonce's and the Jack Harlow's of the world will just because they don't have that stage yet. So I think it has to be, you know, popular to be considered this kind of grand scale song of the summer. But I also think it's important that we all kind of recognize we have our own diverse musical tastes and like we might have our own personal songs of the summer. Like I personally, and maybe this is a good tip for anybody out there. I like to make playlists for every summer that I'm in so that I can go back and remember what was I listening to in the summer of 2019 or 2016 or whatever it was. Um, it's been just kind of a fun way for me to reminisce. So there's a little tidbit of uh, or a little uh, advice for you if you uh, want to create your own summertime playlist. Um, I also feel like a good video makes a good summer song. Not that I'm saying we should be sitting inside all summer watching music videos, but from all of the songs that I kind of just revisited over the last, you know, 18 years, I remember the videos very vividly. Um, I do think that it, it brings forward a new medium to consume it. And um, if there's, you know, um, cultural references in there that you can kind of draw back on later, I think that gives the song some staying power as well. I also think um, summer songs, this is going to sound kind of weird, but these true songs of the summer just sound better like when you're outside. It's almost like, how does it sound against the waves on a beach? Or how does it sound at a crowded cottage? Or how does it sound at a, you know, at a house party? And it's like, everybody's kind of having champagne in the afternoon. I don't know. That's a bad example. But um, I find that like, I'm not going to listen to like 
in my feelings in the winter. I'm not really going to listen to Umbrella by Rihanna in the winter. California Girls, I don't see myself, you know, freezing my ass off in February listening to California Girls. Um, So I think it almost has to have that, like, it has to sound better outdoors than it does indoors. I don't really know how you would measure that, to be honest. But looking at these uh, these Hot 100 lists right now, um, I don't even know who I would choose. A part of me is like, we should just give it to Kate Bush because what a comeback. Like, literally what a comeback for her back from, you know, 1984, 1985. And Stranger Things kind of bringing that song back to the forefront. Um, I also feel like in terms of releasing new content somebody like Maggie Rogers should definitely be considered um while she might not have again that grand stage that some of the other pop stars have at this time I would highly recommend you guys go listen to her new album Surrender um she's got some killer tracks on there that's where I am I think should be our like wild card song of the summer it is fan freaking tastic um and she's just an unbelievable songwriter I think she's so so talented so make sure to not miss out on some of those um you know under the radar artists and albums albums that might be coming into your music library soon but I think we're gonna have to wait it out see what happens come the end of August but um you know it's also not summer's not over we're about halfway through so this does leave some time for something new to come out of the woodwork and uh, I'm excited to see what happens Now, if you guys liked what you listened to today, um, I appreciate you still sticking with the pod. As I have mentioned on previous episodes, do not fear. Our regular album review episodes will be back soon. But if you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram at Kiara Gets Drunk. Thanks, everyone, and have an amazing summer.